Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. You know, my uh, my cousin, a pastor, he's gonna get on and say a prayer for us. If you don't mind. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you know, I ain't got no problem with prayer. It's, it's, it's something 25. Yeah. It's just like uh, it's 225. Okay. That's no problem. I, I get him on as soon as he comes on. I just, I just want to say, no, he's not on yet. He hasn't made it yet. Okay. As soon as he okay. comes up, I'll make sure I bring him up right quick so we can get him on. And, okay. If you, yeah, you know, it's, as, as, as Man, we I'm look sad. at what happened. I know happened. where you're going. I know where you're going. I know, you know where you was going. I told Byron, I know Ron Hot. <laughs> we just got you talking about you. We just yeah, got you talking about you. Yeah, I'm hot and mad and yeah. sad and all those things that, that a normal person should be. You know, right before know, I went I, on the air. Uh-huh. No, I'm saying well, that's why I said we need a prayer before we get on because everybody need a prayer tonight because this don't make no sense. Four different incidents in the last 24 hours, man. For real. The, the white For real. Let me let me um, bring him in real quick. I think that's him calling in right now. Hold on. Let me rub him off here now. How you doing? Doing fine, my man. How you? Just rubbing him off here. I'm- I'm doing great, Reverend Hall. Well, before I get started on my little spiel, and I, and I know I'm going to get hot during this conversation, I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead and Simp brought you in. So, I'm, Simp, go ahead and introduce your cousin and let him get us uh, started. Reverend Hall, Reverend Hall, he preached nationwide, and uh, he's a very spiritual man and uh, knowledgeable. Uh, he's been on my show before, Ron, if you not remember. He's been yeah. on a couple of years ago. He's been him and his brother, since then his brother had passed, but he they used to come on my show and his and his other brother Hollis all the time. But uh okay. I invite him tonight so we can have a prayer so everybody can be peaceful. <laughs> uh, without saying that, you know, out the way. You know, because this this is a, a sticky subject to talk about, you know, and man, it, it's getting worse by the minute. I mean, yeah, this most three definitely. And listen, this is this is bad. So, yep, disgrace. What I want to do, uh, if you don't mind, Cuz, can you uh, say a prayer? And then when you get through with the prayer, go ahead and go ahead and give your thoughts on it and go ahead and start it off, if you don't mind, because I know you got to get off so you can give your thoughts and whatever you want to say about okay. the situation. I sure will. I sure will. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time tonight. We appreciate you for this this outreach, Lord, this, this, this tool that you're using that we can bring our minds together and share ideas and come up with solutions and plans of action. We thank you, Lord, for your peace. We praise you that even in the midst of the fire, in the midst of a very angry, a very boiling type time, but we thank you that cool heads will prevail. But, Lord, although we are peaceful and although we call upon your holy and righteous name, we cry out for justice. 
to be done in these times as this. And we rebuke the spirit of racial prejudice, bigotry, hatred, white supremacy. We come against it. It's of the devil. We call it out by its name, call it out by what it is, and we trample it under our feet. And let this meeting tonight, Lord, be fruitful. Let every speaker, let every person that comes on board be very contributing, very helpful in this discussion, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, we just thank the Lord for just being here and just honor that my cousin, but Sharon, would include us in on the uh, the talk, the dialogue. Uh, consider me very much so a part of it. I've traveled for near 40 years now all over the world, uh, and I've seen racism. I've seen white supremacy. I've seen white privilege in its ugliest form, uh, you name it, from the south to the north, to from the west, way back over to Florida to the east. I've had some experiences. And this is the devil, and we're not going to roll over and just play like this, you know, some fiction book out of the library. No, this is nonfiction reality here. We go, you know, the devil is busy. And this, when I saw this video this morning uh, from what I saw, it angered me so bad until I pretty much just had to pull over and pray. I couldn't believe it. To put this man got his neck, this white man got his knee on this brother's neck. And the thing that, that, that kind of shocks me, too, is uh, I, I, I think I know this brother, this, this uh, George Floyd. Uh, when I looked and saw his picture, my eyes lit up, man. I, I think I know I've seen this guy. Numerous times there in Houston. He, he looks terribly familiar, and it really hit home then. And then we're still talking about the Ahmaud Arbery situation in Brunswick, Georgia. My god brother mm-hmm. lives in Freeport now. He's a record producer. He's from Brunswick, Georgia, he and his brother and his mother. And uh, so he gave me an eye-opening first eye view of what's it like down there in Glenn County, Georgia, and Brunswick. And, uh, and he said that's why his mother got them out of there when they were small boys because of the, the, the white folks crazy down there. Many people don't realize this term cracker, that's where it originates from, the state of Georgia, the slave master cracking the whip on the slave's back. And this term cracker, they, they consider that a compliment. You got some white folks that get offended at being called cracker, but these people from this, people don't realize that's a little bit of quick history. That term originates in the state of Georgia, and they consider it a proud Thing to be called such, and uh, he—it's just enough is enough, man. The lady in Louisville, Kentucky, the young lady lying in her bed, uh, got shot. This police raid—I mean, out of uniform, no type of announcement, just come busting in the folk house. And this man was a licensed gun owner, and he—he he shot trying to defend his property, and these nuts take him to jail, killed the man's girlfriend, killed her, and uh, don't haul him off to jail for the last couple of weeks, I understand, want to charge him when they was the ones instigated. Kind of like what happened to Rap Brown in Chicago back in the late 60s. Out of, the police boarded in on him, the Black Panther, Rap, H. Rap Brown, shot and killed him, almost identical, like a raid. This stuff has to stop, and we need a plan of action, of the bold voices. We can't, we can't be afraid of, of, of the flag or the fallout, getting arrested or being confronted or attacked and things. Can't be afraid of that. Just trust God. You take a stand for truth, you take a stand for what's right, God's going to be there for you. He's going to always take care and protect you. But uh, I had to speak out on my Facebook page and even other platforms that God has given me. I spoke out today against this police officer in Minneapolis. They fired him. We understand these officers were fired, but that's not good enough to have uh, uh, some prosecution 
some conviction here. He needs to be sent to the, a prison way off in Didi Why Didi somewhere. I mean, send his evil butt as far the pain that he done caused this family. Putting his it in my stomach. I got a lump in my throat when I heard the, the young man was crying out for his life. He's cry, he, he cried out for his mother a couple of times, saying how he couldn't breathe. And man, I, I, I just had to pull over. And I, I'm, I, I love God. I, I don't nobody on earth love the Lord and believe in living right better than me. I believe in it, but boy, 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 that that did something to me. That took me back to to, to, to a black a black Tarzan or something. It's just enough is enough, and I admire what you guys are doing, and I, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to get off uh, inside the store right now, but this is so important. That I don't care who hears what I'm saying. This is important here, and I have to be a part. But we'll rejoin you. But probably about the next 30 minutes or so. We're going to rejoin you and come back. But God bless you, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm that shoulder that y'all can lean on. I mean, you got a shoulder up under what you're doing because we with you. And anything you need, Pastor Hoffa, we're here. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. All right, thank, thank you. Thank appreciate you. it. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, we, anytime you want to come on, just come on in. We uh, Every team will okay. be back on nine. And, uh, Ron and uh, Glass, my boy Glass out of Louisiana, uh, he's on there right now listening too, but trying to eat at the same time. But I saw, <laughs> it, we had to bring this back on, Pastor, because it is getting out of hand. This is getting out of getting hand. The, yes. And we need to talk about it and come with a situation, uh, something that we can stop this. Because I, I, I see what's going to happen. People don't see what's happening, but I see what's going to happen. Because right now they are huddled up. And they're getting aggressive over there. And I hope it don't happen like I think, but it looks like another Rodney King thing going to happen. We don't need yeah. that right now. We really don't. That's right. Because they're going to bring in the guards and shoot everybody. And we think it's going to be good. A lot of blacks think it'll be a good thing. It'll be a bad thing because they cannot handle us, so they'll bring in the National Guard and the Army and just shoot up everything. That's what, yeah. that's what they want. Same thing with this virus right now. They're not trying to help us with this virus. I see all these idiots out here right now doing all this crazy stuff. No, I'm not trying to. We was on the beach, me and my friend, the other day. We was on the beach riding a uh, bill. Had some work to do in uh, Crystal Beach, and the people trying to stop us. No, you ain't stopping me. I'm just riding, having me a good time. I don't need to stop and talk to nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. So I'm trying to stay away. My my daughter got, got sick of cell, and I don't need to bring that home to her at all. So the best thing for me to do is stay away from it. Uh, distance yourself because you don't know who got it. I mean, you don't know who they was with earlier that day or the day before. But we got a lot of things going on right now. We got the virus, we got the presidency, and we got killing blacks. And this is this is bad, real bad. Absolutely, Chef. Um Byron, I know you're out there, so come on in. Um, I'll just chime in after everybody else. Mr. Glass. <laughs> hey, hey, Ron, give me about five more minutes. I'm still trying to Got you, bro. Five more minutes. Yeah, then Got I'll you, here. bro. Got you. Uh, trust me, I can take five minutes. <laughs> you know, Simp, as I look at this thing in glass, as I look at this thing, I'm, I'm truly upset. And I'll tell you the reason why I'm truly upset. I thought I was upset when I was looking at what happened to that individual guy. But I want to share something with you. 
right before I got on the air, uh, it was a guy by the name of Kevin Bruno. Went to school with me. This guy could have probably been the next world heavyweight champion when we were in school. They say he had good hands, he, he, he had the ability to move, and also he had the size to go with it. Well, I went to the service. By the time I came back from the service the first time, Bruno had got locked up. When I say he got locked up, he got locked up for um, 30 years. And I was listening to this guy as he talked tonight. And one of the things that he said, he said, you know, I've been in some of the roughest correctional facilities in the state of Texas. You know, he's been there for 30 years of his life from the time he was a teenager to the time he became an adult. He was locked up. And I thought about, and, and, and I was just listening to him when he was talking, and one of the things that he said, he said, I don't see people killed right in front of me. He said, I've seen people die in prison. He said, I've seen some of the worst things that I've ever seen in my life in prison. He said, he even admitted, he said, I might have been a part of something that went on in prison. He said, but when he seen that guy laying on that ground today, it brought back all of those memories, every memory that he ever had of somebody dying. He said what really hurt was that this was a free man. He wasn't in prison. He wasn't locked down. He was a free man. And you know what I said to myself after seeing that, after hearing what Kevin said? You really have to ask yourself, are we free? Are we free? We may not be free. That Constitution may not have been written for us. We go through every, every day our lives. And just that one instance of being pulled over by a police officer or being pulled over by somebody in authority that tells you to do something, and you may slip or turn or fall or do something, and the next thing you know, then it shot you and killed you. Police, yeah, you got, you, I agree with you, you got a hard job. I agree with you. But if you're not man enough to own that job, if you're not man enough to, to take responsibility for your actions, if you're not man enough to, to wear that badge, take it off. There's too many people out here dying behind the actions of police officers. There's too many people, I don't even know how to say it, I don't think I, you know, this is somebody's child. This could have been either one of my sons. It could have been one of Simpson's. It could have been one of Byron's children. It could have been either one of us. 
anyone that, that we talked to on Facebook, it could have been either one of y'all children that we were looking at laying on that ground. I don't know how how we make how we can convince ourselves or or what we can do to try to help our kids to to understand how important it is that they go out and they come home. See, see, most people don't understand. See, I'm gonna go here, and I, I know I'm gonna step on some toes, but I'm going here in glass. Whenever you you want to come in, just just chime in. But I'm gonna go here because I have to. See. I'm a black man in America. I've been black all my life. And I and I said this earlier this week and, and this was before this even this incident even happened. I've been saying this. And everybody just walked on what I was saying. As a matter of fact, they just some people had belittled what I was saying, told me I didn't know what I was talking about. But if you can't if you don't understand being a black man in America don't tell me I'm black because I didn't push a button for the right person. Don't tell me I'm not black. Don't tell nobody that's black in America that they're not black because they didn't push the, the right button because I choose to do something different. And and, 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 and and the real reason why I got mad is because it not only affects me, but I got a brother that, that believes in this guy. I don't know why. I don't have a clue. He tries to, me and him get in an argument, so we just stop talking about politics because he don't make no sense. But I can't tell my brother that he's not black because he pushed the button for the other person. And I refuse to let anybody tell me that that's okay, what he said. That's not right because it starts with that kind of comment that leads up to people thinking that they can abuse you any kind of way that you're not human. If you allow that simple comment to go through without without voicing your opinion, without saying a word, without saying anything, without even acknowledging that there, that, that was a problem, everybody that I talk to basically is giving this man a pass because they want to get this fool out of office. Well, I'm here to tell you, getting this fool out of office may not be your only problem because if the fool that's coming in believes in the same thing that the last fool believed in, letting these police officers kill your kids and run around this country and do whatever they want to do, you're going to have the same problem that you had with, with the one that's in office right now. Wake up. You got to wake up. I, I, I want him out of office. And, and even after saying all that, I'm going to still vote for him because he's the lesser of two evils. You don't just make a comment like that off the cuff and, and play it off like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You come back and say, I'm sorry. But then you want the vote in, you want my vote in the same time? No, you don't, you don't do that. But because I don't have a choice, and I don't want the crazies of crazies in the office. I have to vote for you. That's what my party left me. So, no, I'm not giving the pass. No, I don't understand. No, you got to do this. No, if you don't do it this way, you know, you look at what, what we're dealing with. You want more of that? No, I don't want more of that. I don't even want, I don't want none of it. And I'm tired of people saying that. If anything, 
this is the next thing that they came up with. Well, you know, he you know he got to pick a running mate, and 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 when he picked this running mate, you know he he got to appeal to everybody. <laughs> you want majority of the black people to go out and vote for you, so you better somehow figure out how we can be a part of whatever you got going. Because that same black man that put you in there made you a part of what he was doing. Now you make me wonder how many compromises did, did, did he have to go through to get you to be his running mate? Well, I, I don't know uh, what's going to happen on I, I really don't. But uh, I'll tell you what, he didn't, he didn't said worse than what Trump said. You know, he, Trump said some crazy stuff. Um, and got away with it for years. He got away with it for the last almost 10 years. Uh, a lot of people just started paying attention to Trump. I've been paying attention to Trump. Trump out there. You know, some most stuff. Right now, he needs to be getting a real president where breaking news right now will say, stop this right now. Three events on black people in the last 24 hours. And he would get on, on the podium and say, stop this right now. A real president. But he say KKK members are good people. So we, we're not going to never win like that. Not with a president like that that's telling you that it's okay. The border. Uh, everybody lives in bad places. You know what he calls them. So we can, we can talk about it all day long, but until the president and the rest of them stop it, we're not going to get nowhere. We're still back in the 50s. You know, you have to ask yourself, have we have we come anywhere after incidents like what's been happening the last week? Have we accomplished anything? How far back have we set ourselves? How far back are we going? And, you know, I haven't, we have, I haven't even got to the virus. That's just... That's really just how much is going on out there. Even to the point where the lady's in the park walking her dog, and she's going to call the police on this guy because he asked her to put her dog on the leash. You know, <laughs> and, and, and as I looked at that video, she she was choking that dog more than anything I ever seen. Nobody, nobody. So Ron, what'd you think about the one that pushed the black pushed the baby in the in the lake or whatever, whatever it was, pond? Yeah, two black guys. Like I say, I mean it's it's been out of control. Like I say, it, 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 we we just don't we're we're not winning. And we need to tell our kids to be careful out there and be cautious to even get to the virus. We haven't, like I said, we haven't even got there. The real reason why we ain't got there is because there's so many people that. Sip, I just can't digest this. I'm looking at a man dying on Facebook. I'm not talking about. Where he where he where he even moves anymore. You look at this man basically lose his life on Facebook. And you look at people that were bystanders 
in the in this situation that was talking to the to the officers as they were as they were doing it and this this clown is sitting up on top of this guy you know I just thought about it that was, that was a lynching you can call it whatever you Byron. want to call it I I call it a lynching Byron I know you're out there come on chime in you three Yes, sir. Uh, good afternoon, Simp. Good afternoon, Ron. Hey, what's going on, bro? All right, it's about 7.55 p.m. Central Standard Time. You're listening to Blog Talk Radio. Ron, Simp, uh, I believe it was a pastor that was out. Uh, you know, I've, I've been uh, trying to dissect uh, all of this information uh, from about 6 o'clock this morning. And uh, I've always said that passive uh, resistance has never changed anything in America. Never. Okay? Rather than using a rope to lynch this young man, there was a knee that was used to strangle this man, to choke this man. It ultimately led to his death. So when you ask the question, Ron, how far have we gone? I've said this before. If you can go from the zero-yard line to the 50-yard line, but you've only gone from the zero-yard line to the five-yard line, you have made no progress because you have, done, you have not done what you're capable of doing. Simp, I heard you say that uh, the president, he'll come on and he'll talk about all of this other stuff, but he'll never address an issue when it comes to African-American or the American Negro. Okay, so when you look at what these people are doing, what they say, and how they go about doing it, you can ask yourself. You already know where they stand. So I don't look at voting as the lesser of two evils. I look at voting as who most identify with the things that are more important to me. Did Joe Biden make a mistake? To some he did, to some he didn't. That, that, that's debatable. But the, the bigger question here now to me is this. Ron, you stated it. We got people where you can actually see them lose a life, not on national television, but on the worldwide web. It could have been me, Ron, walking through this neighborhood. It could have mm -hmm. been you driving in Pearland. Simply could have mm -hmm. been you in Brazoria County. So it could have been any African-American person that was out there. And granted, this guy showed no sign of resistance. You had him on the ground. Your main purpose was exactly what happened. You set out to kill this man, and you did it. So mm -hmm. will protest work? That's debatable. Will you go and do the same thing over and over that they did in the 60s? Will that work? That's debatable. But, but the fact of the matter is, run and simple, is that the American Negro better wake up. They better hmm. wake up and start smelling the coffee because it hadn't gotten too bad. It's been bad. Mm -hmm. you, you just had a killing two or three weeks ago. This man running. And Ron, I, I was thinking this morning, you, you, you know, uh, people, people that's out there listening that don't know uh, who we are, what we stand for, Well, when, when they hear the voices, they, they hear anger because they're stupid. Okay, but what, what you don't hear is the passion. It's, it's burning desire. It's passion. 
It's, it's people that are mm-hmm. fed up. And I mm-hmm. told somebody today that my most fear is this, is that eventually when the pipe gets too much pressure, the pipe has no other choice but to burst. And the question is, when it bursts, is America ready to see and deal with what the consequences may be? Because the 60s era is gone. The 21st century style uh, individual, they're not going to take or tolerate what is going on. So rather than just sitting at the table, our voices need to be heard at the table. Rather than just sitting at the table being passive, we need to be as aggressive as we can be, not by might with the fist, but with the thought process of thinking out what's good not just today, but what's going to be good two or three weeks down the road, two or three months down the road, two or three years down the road, two or three decades down the road. I'm going to say this and I'll be finished. They said today, Ron, that in the appellate court, see, this is what people understand. In the appellate court, Trump has appointed a certain percentage of, of those judges that's going to be there for generations to come. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he knows that the court is where everything is decided. And that's why he'll tell you in a minute, take me to court, sue me. He wants you to do it because, see, he's figured out what most happens is that when mm-hmm. you want to win, and sometimes you win by just delaying it, delaying it, delaying it, and eventually, guess what's going to happen? A settlement is going to take place. So American Negro. I think it's time, long overdue, to wake up. We saw a senseless slaughter by those who are supposed to be protecting us, but yet and still, they're killing us. Absolutely, Glass. I I, I looked at that, Glass, and, and, and I just think about how many times we've seen something similar to that. It may not have been a, 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 a knee to the throat, but it was a gun. And and fifty officers pull out their gun and, and shot somebody, or, or ten or fifteen of them and shot somebody, or, or or they go into somebody's house, they're laying in bed with their eyes closed and they they shoot 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 this young lady in the bed, you know, <laughs> what what is it gonna take in America for us to wake up and realize, I I I don't, I don't I, with this fool that's in office glass and simp. And, and Pastor Riggins, I see you out there. I really don't yeah, know yeah, have let him, rights. Let him come in. Oh, his line is wide open. Let he must come. be busy. But um, I yeah, really don't want to see us, see us in a riot. Go ahead, Pastor Riggins. I, I yield. Okay, I'm just being patient, letting y'all talk. I didn't want to be rude. That's what it was. <laughs> well, Can you, you hear me? You know I'm going to call no, you. Need, yeah, you know I'm going to call you. Yeah, man, I got a lot to say, man. Let me... Just I'm gonna try started. to put it all. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to. Can, am I just started? Can you hear me? No, you good. Come on, fast. Okay. First of all, uh, Barron touched on one thing that before Trump was elected, there was already seven thousand court cases against him. He has sued about thirty-five hundred people, and part of five hundred people have sued him. All from everything from like whenever somebody work at this place, he won't pay him, to racist stuff, to all kind of stuff. So he already knew that if he can get into the office, he's going to use the court system to his advantage. That's the first thing. The second thing is he emboldened or brought this to the forefront. We thought that it had folks who did well, not say we. Some folks thought that racism was over with because Barack Obama got elected. But it wasn't over with. Matter of fact, because he got elected, how, how the movement got started in 2011 with Trump. 
And Mitch McConnell and all those people saying we're not going to let him be successful just because of the color of his skin, I believe. Not because he's a Democrat. Because they let, they let Clinton be successful in some areas. Carter, even weak as he was, successful in some areas. So it was because of the color of his skin. Now, fast forward to now. Because the because this environment of make America great again and, 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 and white supremacists and white nationalists can have all, can go just do whatever they want to do and Trump looks the other way, this is why the police who are dressed in blue, who are also part of that culture, feels like because I got a badge on, I got a gun on my side, and here's a Negro on the street, I treat him like an animal. I just posted the picture that everybody probably saw today where, where Kaepernick is kneeling and the guy's kneeling on the on, 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 on a, the police is kneeling on the man's neck. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and my point is, this is why Kaepernick is kneeling. He was kneeling for the fact that the police were shooting us and killing us and doing all the stuff to us, but Trump was calling us the son of son of a bees for doing it. And mm-hmm. act like it was about the flag. It wasn't about the flag. It was about justice. Now, as it all relates to to everything that's going on over the last few five, four or five days, Ron and I had some 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 um, some written discussions, but not verbal discussions about this. People got upset about what Biden said, but I watched it. He was joking as he was saying it, but then when he realized that it was offensive, he immediately apologized. Trump and all of his cronies are doing things, not saying things, doing things they won't apologize for, and will double down on it. Doing things like uh, the 25,000 uh, Hispanic kids in cages. Doing things like stripping all the, ro- the voters they can off the road illegally. How they won the governorship in Georgia. Doing things like uh, 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 stealing votes out of Detroit and, 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 and Philadelphia to win the first election and so forth. Doing things like taking away welfare recipients' uh, uh, right uh, rights and, and, and stripping Medicare and trying to get away with, with an Affordable Care Act and calling states able to a baboon and Shamu every day on Twitter. Doing things like if he becomes a second, a, a second term, it would be like that he could be caught blunt to do whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to, because he knows he's going to be voted on again, and we're going to be the ones living like 1950s. They could be able to come up to your house. I don't might be over-exaggerating, but they can come to your house or your yard and put their knee on your neck. Because what boy going to do? Boy going to cover up for them. See? This is, this is what's going on. This, you know, that's how I feel about it. I understand, Pastor, and we have mixed words on, on Facebook, but one thing I can say about me and you, we both have opinions, and we walk away and agree and disagree on some things, but we both have opinions, so... I got, I got, um, Stanford. We both go to the same place, Ron. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We absolutely are. In the end, we all doing the same thing. I got Stanford on. Stanford, I know you're just coming on, but tell us how this thing is affecting you. Which, which situation? Because I'm just jumping on now. It's all, all the situations, because I know you're on Facebook all the time, so you might as well just voice Uh on everything. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, this one, this one, I, what I don't want people to do, because we're both active guys and we see a lot from high places, so we, we kind of gauge in everybody. You know, I click on people's comments. And what I don't want the public to do is get so comfortable going on from politics to social, uh, everyday things in your community. I think sometimes as people, we see so much of it through social media 
instantly before it can hit the mainstream media that we become mm-hmm. numb to it. And it, becoming numb to it is, you know, I, I always hear people say, you know, I, I couldn't be in slavery time because I, I would have did this. Well, that, well, well, you, well, you never saw it in. <laughs> it's still actively going on, and look at your reaction. And so, what it tells me is, you would probably fall into the same shoes of what we went through, you know, four hundred years ago, and still going through today because you're not doing anything about it. People always wonder how my social media account stays full of uh, uh, a space where I can invite new people as friends because when I see nonsense, I delete it because these things are are consciously in your face every day, but you got time to share things that's not relevant to stimulating and moving us as a people forward. I don't really have time to occupy that 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 entertainment and uh it, it, this situation being that i'm a family of a lot of men and boys i got a bunch of you know 80 percent of my nieces and nieces and nephews are boys you know i'm from mm-hmm. a family of all males you know i got three older brothers and i have three sons um that you see me i'm constantly active on and i got to teach them how to navigate this society a little different you know, it's unfortunately that we gotta show them the 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 way to to maneuver in this lifestyle. But it, as fathers, you have to, and it's more uh, more pressing as being a man of color. You know, I've grew up in all all three classes. You know, where I didn't have to uh, had a pretty good lifestyle with a father in the household. My parents stayed married for 17 years, and, and they divorced when I was 11. And so my dad just took off, and, and my mom had to carry the load um, because mm-hmm. he attacked loving her with loving all of us. When he left her, he left us. And my mom did a good job in not bashing him and putting him down, but she made ends meet. Uh, made me appreciate her a little different. Um, but the pressures that uh, – through society, I think the pressures from an African-American male is great because our expectation as a man, as a father of the household, is held to a high standard by African-American women. And with that, uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the household when society is got a wall up against the African-American man. They're making it hard for us outside of the house. And then when we come home, we got extra pressure to go out and win which they don't understand the pressure we're facing. And uh, it's hard to coach that because you're tearing the households apart and then you let women to expect what we, how to walk in our shoes when they just don't understand uh, that type of pressure. And so as a father, I make sure that I show my sons from every side, you know, uh, how, not worrying, I'm being the Adam side, not worried about what Eve is doing. But you got to know how to navigate and what to see from a male standpoint because you need to see it through both eyes. You need to see it mm-hmm. from what the females are facing, but you also need to see it from a from a what you will have to face. Not just being a young man, a young black man, the expectations of education, you got to do better. I teach my sons in school. I don't accept mediocrity. You're too smart to not have the best grades. Uh, to not be uh, performing in your academics, mediocre is overrated. Don't go to be absolutely. Athlete. 
Make an effort, extra effort, even in the way you dress, even your posture and holding your shoulders back. You're going to intimidate those. You're going to. But I need to be able to prepare you to even see those that are intimidated by you because they are dangerous. I need, I need you to see all of that. When you step outside of the household, know your environment. Unfortunately, you can relax and just exist. And so I'm I'm very active in uh, – I haven't done a lot of mentoring since I moved to Atlanta. But even when I was in North Carolina, I did a lot of mentoring young kids, foster kids, and grown men. I was holding uh, open forums, community open forums at my house of upward of 150 people at my house, strangers that I didn't even know I opened my household to. Open the whole house yeah. better. Um, but we, I, I'm just gonna hold myself. I have to get more involved in the community because these things touch me. And just showing young guys how to control yourself and how to navigate your opponent, navigate society, how to control your emotions. Don't overreact. You're showing your hands like playing spades. You carry the big joker. Just know how to play your hand. Don't react too soon. Know how to navigate and how to impact your emotions that can have a positive effect on your environment in future generations. Um, but it's, it's just Absolutely. so much, man. This one here hurt me because it got emotional so for me because of the way. Yeah, I Go just want to ask you a question. And, and, sure. And I know, I know that everybody on this line is basically – doing the same thing that you're doing with the, with your kids. They're they're basically telling sure. them that they have to, they have to step up and they have to engage and, and and if they get pulled over they they're expected to do some things that normal people wouldn't have to do. Absolutely. But, you know I hope I know that all our goals on this line is to get our kids home safely. Yes. I don't care when I see bro, police brutality happen like I did today sure. or yesterday or, or whenever the video showed up in my feed, Glass, mm-hmm. I think Glass shared it with me. Mm-hmm. I seen somebody's child out there on the ground with with, with another man's knee on his Absolutely. throat. Absolutely. I seen those innocent vis- victims standing around and they're yeah. trying to do everything that they possibly can except get themselves killed to yeah. try to help this guy. You know, I don't I don't know what to tell my child in that situation because my child might be the one that reacts and go up there and try to save him. Either one of our kids because right. we taught them how to be good kids. We taught them what's yeah. wrong is wrong. But then when they go up there and save them, they might have been the victim that's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. We would have never they would have pointed this that it would have looked totally different if somebody would have reacted and went and tried to save him because that kid would have been shot. That's, that that's my point. So, so you're teaching your kids to be right. I'm teaching my kids to do right. Simp is teaching his boys, Byron and, and, and Pastor Riggins. We, we all teach our kids to be to do the right thing. But sometimes when you see the wrong thing going on, you, you're hopeless. I, I can't even imagine having a, a conversation with my child, not the one that was on the ground, but having a conversation with my child that watched it took place and there wasn't nothing that he could do. Glass, I know you want to come in, but before I let you in, Glass, before you come in, why don't you tell tell who you are, Stanford? Because I I know uh-huh. I know a lot of people don't haven't heard from you in a while, but tell them tell them about your webpage, uh-huh. and then we're gonna let Glass yeah. come in. Um, 
you know, I'm staying for more on the publisher of Black Rams Magazine. I, I just felt like uh, Black Rams Magazine isn't a question magazine, question horseman, cowboy magazine. But I found there was a, a lack of representation on it in, 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 in the whole equestrian world and the whole, uh, I would say, southern farming world. And I jumped in and I exposed some of the same things we're talking about here on the, on the, on the uh, radio, on this podcast. We're talking about the 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 the, the freezing of time uh, in the whole farming, agriculture, farm and ranch question. Uh, the same thing is plaguing that industry, and I just want them to look at us different. And Black Rains is more of a magazine that promotes the positive. Uh, it, Black Rains actually stands for African Americans taking control of what the way the media perceives you. Uh, so it's black folks really giving a positive look in an area that's been neglected, that's been overlooked, and uh, giving us some shine in that area. So, you know, I'm about uh, this hits home for us uh, in that world because, it, it, I mean, it, we, people that ride horses and farm and ranch and do all that, they're everyday people too. A lot of them got jobs that's their professions, but a lot of times these guys are doing that on the weekend. So they're facing the same uh, stigma of society, even more prevalent in that industry than everybody else in a regular society because we we have to market towards people that uh, that we have we they own and we don't <laughs> in in that world we we are yeah. probably less than no percent of ownership and when and so uh it, it it is tough um so yeah that's another one of those issues that, that we got to overcome right <laughs> i totally agree with you I we have another one of those issues that we we yeah, yeah, and and we're not. Oh, it's we like the game. yeah, and it's like Glass was saying earlier. I, I don't know. How, we, we seem like we at the fifty yard line, but we end up on the five yard line every time. Absolutely, and it's in yeah. so many ways. So, so Glass, I'm Glass. I, I know you're out there, so I, I want you to come back in. And anybody else who wants to say anything, you're welcome to come back in. Yeah, yeah, Ron. Let, 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 let's examine the, the most recent two cases. I, I've sat and listened. Uh, uh, you know, the concept of teaching your kid to do everything right. Okay, let's examine it. Th- this young man that was in the park, okay, the park mandated that the dogs be on the leash, right? So all he mm-hmm. did was ask the lady to put the dog on the leash. Okay, he did everything right. The only thing he did wrong was being born an American Negro. You, you mm-hmm. take the guy that was down on the, on the ground. You didn't see, even if he resisted before then. Now, bear in mind, they say that he kept his knee on his neck for seven minutes. Now, uh, imagine seven minutes of pressure being put on your neck. Not one time Mm -hmm. in the video did you see him resist. He was asking for breath. So, you know, Mm -hmm. what I'm hung up at now is this. You, You teach your damn kid to do everything by the book, and you still get punished because God bought you here a different color. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I, I've given, and, and I'm, I'm a realist, Ron. You know, I, I've given up on. Uh, I don't know what to tell my two daughters, other than when you mm-hmm. find yourself in a, in a situation, wh- whatever decision you feel that's in the best interest, based on what's right, then you do that. Because if I tell them not to say nothing, something can happen to them. If I tell them to defend themselves, 
something going to happen to them. If I tell them to try to get your phone to call your daddy, something going to happen. So, so what do we do? Do, do? do we just keep, you know, uh, hoping and, and, and praying? Uh, you know, uh, Pastor Riggins can attest, prayer with no actions is useless. Okay, I, I'm tired of people saying, well, baby, just pray. For 400 years we've been praying. We prayed not to even mm. come over here, I would imagine, because we didn't know what was going to happen. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just trying to go a, a little bit deeper and explore. We got to get outside of just protest. Just, no, we need you to run for office. We need you to become elected to these offices. We need you not to sell out once you get in office. We need you not to be worried about losing friendship with, with somebody from the other side of town because you got two different experiences. Well, here's the deal, Ron. I've been elected for almost 30 years in the next year. Okay, I went mm-hmm. in one way, and I'm going to come out the same way that I went in, which is this. As long as I got a voice, whatever I feel is right based on my thought process and my philosophy and my experiences, I don't give a damn what the man next door thinks because we got two different experiences. I'm not going to let his voice become mine, and his, my voice shouldn't become this. We got to have bold people that's out there. We got to have people that's willing to stand up. We got to have people that's willing to speak out. We got to have people that's willing to run for all because if Donald Trump can understand that if you stack the courts, you can do whatever you want to do, we got to understand that when you stack the people that you can get out there that have run for office and get elected and do something. And I'm not talking about excluding anybody because I love all – I got a lot of white friends. Love them to death. And I got a lot of white friends that message me on a daily basis. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. We support you. But what I have an issue with is that we say that every police officer is good, and that may be true. But you become a bad, rotten apple when you see Rome and you say nothing about it. So you become a part of the problem. So if that means that everybody's negative, then so be it. But when you see Rome, you're supposed to speak up and speak out just like anybody else. And this cold blue, it means nothing. Absolutely. All right, Pastor Riggins, we're waiting on you. I know you're sitting back biting at the stump, sir. Oh, man. Man, what I like about this, and several people have come on and said this, I like the fact that we as African-American men, and if there are women on here, can have these intelligent conversations that uh, really make sense and also motivate each other to take it off the phone and go do something about it. Uh, Listening to Barron talk reminded me of that he knew me before I knew him, we were down at Northeast Louisiana University um, from 1986 to 1990. He remembered me in 2010 when I was trying to buy a horse. And um, what happened at, at NLU at that time, there was not a, a, a uh, NAACP chapter there. And where Barron lives at in North Louisiana is more racist than South Louisiana. And Barron will tell you, yes, it is. Um, and there was a lot of things going on in the area but there was no NAACP on a college campus, and God blessed me to be able to get one and um, start it. But you had to get 50 members to um, to sign up and send it down to Atlanta. And it was it, it snowed up there in January. I remember being in the sleet and the snow, standing outside the uh, cafeteria trying to get people to sign up and give me their money and um, put it all together. We didn't have um, social media. We didn't have – all we had was – we didn't have a cell phone. Cell phone like a box phone is. We got it happen, and then once we got it started, we got it chartered. I remember Baron Glass' face about 2012. It came to me. I remember his face in one of those meetings. And those guys lived in the area. And I was from Southwest Louisiana, 
And once I got it started, a couple of guys came in there, and Barron was one of them, and they took over that chapter. And I wasn't even, I wasn't even really active because I wasn't in that community. I just wanted it to get started, and then I moved back to South Louisiana and moved to Texas. That's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that we have to do. We have to be able to, to to go in somewhere, get something done, but it's not about you. It's not about you becoming a headhunter. It's not about you being the president, you getting the whatever. It's about what best serves that community. I have a 25-year-old son. Well, he's 24. He's going to be 25 um, in February. And uh, I'm concerned, mm-hmm. very concerned. He has a Mustang. Yeah. Um, my, my wife gave him the first one. He kind of he had a little wreck with it. She saw him, but he buying the second one. Is a and um, he could be pulled over any time because right. you know he might get speed a little bit too fast. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe one of the lights might go out on him. And he's a young black guy. He's a, he's a mechanical engineer in the master's program, but he to uh, to a racist cop he's just another black guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And he put him on the side of the road, and if he don't say the right thing, the certain way of, of his body language says something because you know he's not he's he's fit he's you know he's in shape and he, hey they're gonna say you know what we're gonna do we're gonna put we're gonna put him on the ground and put our neck of put my knee on his neck so he can't move. Right. And they, and they kill my son. That's that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm worried about. Uh, right. I, matter of fact, I'm 51 years old, and I and I've got wisdom now. But maybe 10 years ago, even at 41 years old, because I don't, I, I never believe in nobody taking away my rights, my freedom, everything. They might do the same thing to me because I'll tell a cop, "Hey man, look here, I know my rights. I'm about to call." Hey, uh, hey Ron. Hey, excuse me. Yes, sir. Excuse me. Ron, can you take that noise out? Somebody making noise. Can you take it out. Okay, let me see. Let me see what I can do about that. Go ahead. Yeah. In other words, uh, I would have said, "Hey, look, I got prepaid legal. You know, I know my rights. I'm about to call my lawyer and all that stuff." And the more you start sending stuff, especially East Texas somewhere, uh, they're like, "Oh no, 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 no." In you know, I don't like to say that word. We ain't gonna let you get to your lawyer. You know, and they right. put you on the ground and do something to you physically before you can get your rights taken care of. And that's that's what. That's 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 what I'm concerned about. That um, we're not safe in our own communities. Uh, I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm in with this. I often tell Baron, uh, we moved to a neighborhood, my wife and I, in 2002, where it's, it's uh, you know a neighborhood where we were only blacks for like five or six, seven, eight years, and not a couple other black families here. But over the years, because God blessed us uh, to, to be true to what He's doing. We we do pretty good. Got some nice cars and stuff. Every now and then, man, I'll see. I'll get eyes rolling at me if I'm driving, you know, what, my Jaguar or driving something like that, and I'll get pulled over just to check out, just because I shouldn't be in this neighborhood with this type of car. Right. Come on, but, but, come on. But once they see my, once they see my teachers, the teachers badge, or my or my minister, my my minister's license, then I'm cool. What if my teacher's badge is in the other car? And my minister's license is on my desk because I was calling the Come main on, office and now I don't talking. have that with me. Then what, what happens is now I got to go through the rigmarole of a black man being judged for something right. I'm not. And that's, 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 that's what gets, that's, 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 that, really, that really hurts me, man. That really hurts me. And, and, and that, guy, yeah. that, guy was, that guy was from Houston. The guy that got killed in that, he was from Houston. 
And in Houston, Ron, you know, over the last three or four weeks, there have been at least four shootings that there's been mm-hmm. question in Houston. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Barry. Hey, yeah, no, I, I just I just wanted to interject. Uh, and Ron, I, I thank you, Simp, and, and, and most people that will be honest have the same issue that Pastor Riggins said. Uh, the, the same area that he described that he's in, it, it, it's, it's basically, uh, I mean, you, 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 it's like you scared to be who God made you to be. You you scared mm. to 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 uh to uh make make things notorious for what God has blessed you to be able to get B- because it, it does not matter. Uh, people are going to come up and ask you, uh, what did you do to get this? How did you get it? It's like, what? Don't I qualify to get it just like you? You know, mm. and, and Pastor Riggins, uh, Lord bless it uh, to never happen. Uh, I understand the frustration you have uh, with your son, uh, but I got a daughter that's that's worse than any son. Very smart, very intelligent, and I, I mean, just uh, I, I can't describe her. But but I know if the police pull her over, and they do anything that's outside of the norm, I, I have prayed many prayers that he he protect her. I, I don't know what she'll do because she's taught that you got a right to defend yourself. You got a right to defend yourself. You got a right to say what is and what's not, but you got to do it in the right way. But remember, when kids get grown, everything you taught them sometimes become an altered suggestion rather than a suggestion that they can use. So I think all of us have that that same stigma. Pastor Riggs, I'll be honest. Coming from your area in Lake Charles, a, a couple of months ago, I'm I'm driving a, a, a drop top. Okay, you coming through these little small towns. I don't look at the police because I don't care as long as I'm not speeding or doing it. But like uh, Dick Gregory said, your palms start to sweat just a little. That's a true statement. Mm-hmm. You, you, you started yeah. getting paranoid. But you know what? I take a deep breath, and I just say, Lord, I know I'm not doing nothing wrong. Whatever's going to happen, it's meant to happen because I'm not a part of it. But mm-hmm. that don't work for everybody. The question yeah. I have again is this. We can do everything oh, yeah. right. Yes, sir. We can do Going everything right. Tones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we can do everything right and still be accused. Okay, they'll go back 10, 20, 30 years ago. Well, Pastor Riggins, he was the one who started that militant NWACP. See, they, they'll pull up all of this stuff because it has always been the mythology that when you can destroy or denigrate the American Negro, then you got him what we need him at. But see, that's why we don't need to worry about all that negative stuff. We don't need to worry about what our past has been like. Our past is our past as long as it's not part of our present. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know, NWACP is not militant, but they think of it as militant. You see what I'm saying? The sad thing about it, whatever we try to do to help ourselves, it's deemed to them as, 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 as dangerous. You know, even the Black Panthers, even though I might not like some of the tactics they had that they use. But all they were trying to do was say, listen, pull yourself up, help yourself. But any time we try to help ourselves or put something in place because we have to to try to prevent what they're doing to us, then we become the dangerous ones when actually they're the ones right. dangerous to us. Right. Absolutely. I agree with you, both of you guys. Well, Stanford, I know you're uh-huh. on the East Coast, so if you want to chime back in and get off, I, I, I know I got you on, on, I, on the time, so look, I appreciate you calling look. in. Man, I, everything y'all saying is on point, and I I don't know how you put this group of guys together. I I remember Byron, I remember Pastor from years ago when he used to bring me on, but 
I mean, this is this is so glad to be it. It's just a, such a relief because we don't get to express these type of conversations all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, as right. being an African-American, I'm going to give you all three things to look at just what I got to go through. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I will consider myself an educated guy. I did electrical engineering for 26 years. I was only one of eight black in a company of 2,500. I just left a company of nanowave technology uh, out of Toronto, Canada, where I was one and maybe I was really the only one here in North Carolina, I mean, I, I, in North America as an electrical engineer, and we were doing work for NASA and Boeing. I live in a country club. I drive a Porsche Turbo. I I, I drive an Audi, Harley Davidson truck, with convertible BMW. I live a good lifestyle. When I step out the car or in a community or even on a job, I'm six foot eight, two hundred and sixty pounds. You talking about intimidating to every demographic of people I come by. So I got a whole nother level of intimidation just being black. Not just being black, but being black that could see things before I before it happens because I'm aware. And just being an educated brother that can fit in in any situation is intimidating, even for here on this job. I, I, I work now on the aviation side because my first degree was in aeroscience. I'm here with in Alabama working temporarily right now, even though I got other things going on. But I'm working in Alabama in aviation right now. I'm one of only black in Alabama. So I'm seeing things from all different areas of life that I tell my sons, it doesn't matter if you were a, 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 a drug pusher or crackhead on the street or if you're in a corporate office, you're going to have to face some form of people that are intimidated by you and their their anger is taken out on you in one form or another, if it's demoting you or promoting somebody around you or seeing you on the street. Uh, just minding your own business and in your profession being a police officer and pinning your knee on somebody's neck. The anger is being taken out on every aspect of life. That's why I don't I don't concentrate it just on the police officers. I concentrate it just to the neighbor, to the lady in the park. They all they're looking at you a certain way through intimidation right. mm-hmm. and they're acting out in their fears. And so I don't want people to get so blinded on just the police. We hate the police, and we, we're, we're worried about our, our brothers and sisters again because they're armed. But these other people are armed too because they hold your promotions and your job and your livelihood in their hands. I'm facing mm-hmm. this on the job even in corporate America. And so many people in middle class and upper class America get comfortable because they feel like they're separated from that. You're not. Amen. Amen. You're focusing on the you focusing on the media and the cops, but you gotta focus on Come your on, job. Bro. Come on. Making an impact on, for your brother that's coming behind you, that Come young on. man that we're talking about these sons that's coming out of college, we have to protect them as well. So they can have a, yes, a full indeed. life and a promotion and take care of their family too. They can't Come be on, taking away it's a young black man to be doing all you can to provide a family, have your kids, and have to deal with your home front being looked at one way or hell to a high stand, and then go out in the street and so-called got to resist and put your shoulders back and put your head up and look the other way. I ain't teaching my right. sons to look the other way. I'm teaching them Come to on, make brother. the right decision when it's time. In yes, that decision, wow. you may have to handle yourself because daddy has yes. I was just I was I was in North I was in I moved to Atlanta about six years ago. I was still staying in North Carolina. My wife and kids was there. 
I was called here to do a, a – I was a public speaker at the time. I was doing a presentation. I got lost, pulled over to the gas station. I was an Indian guy. I couldn't understand what he was saying. He said, yeah, where are you supposed – I got lost. He said, where are you supposed to be? It's across the street, and he was pointing all over there. I couldn't halfway understand it. So there was two cops over there at the Waffle House. They they uh, I, I, they were straddled each other, facing each other, and they were talking through the window. And I pulled up right in front of them. I said, excuse me, sir, I'm looking for uh, Sophia's Lounge. I was supposed to be speaking over there. And they said, yeah, it's right across the street. Well, it was at a, a Y, so I made the wrong left. And that left took me into a neighborhood. I looked at a car speeding up behind me. The same police officer I just asked for directions is now telling me. I put my signal light and turned my signal light on. He uh, pulled me up, put the light on. He came up to the sky, excuse me, sir, Um, blah, 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 why are you? I said, dude, I'm the same guy that just asked you for directions. I got turned. (laughs) You blocked me. I was going to make a U-turn and go back. He said, could I have your license registration, whatever. I'm like, I'm saying, what is what's going on? I handed the license registration. He went back to the car. He came back and said, I don't have any uh, identification on you as far as this registration is. I'm like, nah, that ain't true. So he said, I'll be right back. Went right back to the car. He came back a third time and said, it's not pulling up any insurance on this vehicle. I said, well, hold on. Let me pull this up online. He said, I can't accept that. I I said, I can show you uh, through my car insurance and everything. I I can't accept that. Could you sell out the vehicle for me? Now, mind you, this is an older white guy, maybe late 50s at the time. I'm in a freaking Mm -hmm. tuxedo driving a Harley-Davidson truck. What am I going to do? I'm not back here robbing nobody. Do I ain't dressed apart? He made me step out that vehicle. I'm like, what the heck? Hey, man, what's going on? I step out the vehicle, and, of course, he's about 5'7". I'm 6'8". This joker took two mm-hmm. steps back before his weapon and said, have a seat on the curb. I said, dude, I'm not. I'm in a tuxedo. I'm not getting on this curb, man. Dude, get on the curb right now. I mean, just took it to a whole nother level. Get on the curb right now. I'm like, dude, I'm not getting on that freaking curb, man. Get over there and get on the curb. He started backing up to the rear of his car and said, I'm telling you, get down on the curb. He goes to his I said, look, man, I don't know what's going on. I see a cop back in wow. the trunk of his car. He pops the trunk, and I'm like, oh, it's all. Uh, if I was a street dude, I probably would have took off running. Because it, it was the media today, I'm like, this guy is going to kill me. He goes to the trunk of his car. He pulls out a cordless screwdriver. He took my tags off. Sit down. Wait right there. I said, dude, what the heck are you doing? I took two steps from him. He said, stop right there. He took my tags off and said, if you want these tags, come down to the precinct and get them. Wow. Took my tags and drove off. The same dude I asked for direction. That's why I tell people, y'all get mad at the wrong thing. Y'all need to get mad at everybody that sees you the way that cop does. What empowers him? He has a gun. But the same employee mm-hmm. that has that position over you, whether he's a supervisor, whether he's the manager at a grocery store, it does not matter. People in power get to exert their sense of fear and, and racism against you in all forms. We got to come against it on every side and teach our Amen. kids to make the right decision at the right time, son. I'm going to bat for you no matter what. I know what I face. If you had to hit that joker in the chin <laughs> because of your anger, because of the things you carry, the things you you have a now, now, 
you know, I, I listen to Byron out here in fire, Ron. I know you are aware, dude. You are not asleep on no side. What that tells mm-hmm. me is the things that you have come to overlook still becomes weight because you absorb it because you saw it. I right. man, mm-hmm. the weight I got on me right now, it would not be good in a situation Amen. like I was because I wouldn't sit Amen. on no curve. I'm Amen. like, man, Absolutely. if this goes to the next level, the things I've seen that I've overlooked is going to all come to the surface. Yeah. I uh, promise. Yeah. In that time. The and things it's, that it's my wife fact. don't understand. Hey, absolutely. The things that my wife don't even understand, that she holds me to another level. She don't even understand. Right. You adding weight to me by putting me on another level of, of expectation. You Amen. don't understand that I'm Amen. here to take out on somebody. So I can't tell yep. everybody to take, to take the cheat. I just say I'm going to pray for you and stand with you, brother, whatever decision you make. I got right. you because I feel it. Everybody, we mm. all got PTSD. I'm growing up black. Right. That stress wow. comes and, out. And, one and, form and, one and, and Brother Stafford, that, that, that's the one thing that I try to make sure that everybody understands. Well, slavery does no longer exist. Yes, it does, because the effects of it, it still exists. And here it is again. If you got a good parent that teaches their child to be good, what makes you think a bad parent not going to teach their child to be bad? So the cycle goes on and on and on. I agree with you 100%. It's, it's a mental thing that nobody will understand. Reparation won't even touch it. it, it it's, it's, it the only way out of it is it's, 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 a, it's a spiritual thing. Absolutely. I totally agree with both of you. And, and you know, Stephanie, you, you had me shaking a little bit because I – I just knew when, when he told you to get out of that car and you stood right. up and stretched out, it's a possibility that you could have never even came back. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility that we wouldn't even be talking to you tonight just based on your on your statue and your character. It, it, you know, because he had already summed you up. He probably told us, but I'm going to get this Negro. He, he, he thinks he, 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 he doing something. We need yep. to go find out what he's about. And, 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 and the idea of him making you sit down in that tuxedo on the curb, he was going to show you that he had the power over you. That was his whole point. That It wasn't it wasn't because, you know, I had anything on you. I'm just going to show you. But, but, but Stanford, you didn't finish your story. And I, I, Glass, I know you got something that you want to say, but how did you get your license plates back? I'm curious. <laughs> So that's crazy, right? So I go, I go, had to do a presentation and put on a face mm-hmm. for a crowd of about mm-hmm. 250 people. Now, I'm non-social at that point because I'm tight. <laughs> I'm in there tight. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, it's not a good time for me to be out. But this is what I did. And I'm the human side of me. And of course, we flesh. I drove around for 30 days looking for anybody to pull me out. I'm just human. Right. I was right. so hot. I said, I please somebody pull me over for these tags right. so we can deal with this. I, I can't get to this dude because I didn't know where I was. I was in Norcross. I know, man, I live in there. But I'm like, man, I don't know who this guy is, but I promise you. Because I ain't had no badge, no more nothing. But I promise you, if you stop me, it's not a good time. So my right. wife was like, let it go. It took me about 30 days to cool down. And I you, drove you, you all the way to North Carolina. You can't let it go. No. Nah. 
I drove to North Carolina, man. I, you know how you, you're in a situation where you grit your teeth and tears coming to your eyes because you're so mad? Uh, oh, I was that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I drove to North Carolina. I got in line to get me a new set of tags. And the lady says, everything checks out right. Uh, but she, what she did was the lady that I told the precinct and where I was, she tracked down the 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 county that I was in, called that police station, told exactly what happened, looked for the tags, come to find out the tags weren't even turned in. He probably threw them out the freaking window. And, uh, wow. you know what I'm saying, just to assert themselves. And she just gave me a new tag because of that whole situation. Uh, but, yeah, I went through the whole tag process. I had to go back to North Carolina to get that. But, man, it, it was when I say crazy, I was gritting teeth. Ron, I drove for 30 days. Hey, hey man, anybody. not only would it seem like that he was being racist, he was jealous of your car, your truck. That's and then he was trying it. to set you up. For, then they couldn't find your tags. You didn't deeper trouble. But what I'm trying to say is to... people on your job feel the same way. I'm, yeah. uh, they do. They, he just <laughs> has a gun. The police officer has a weapon that emboldens him. But the average person on the street envy you the same way he does. Right. They just they, 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 they don't have a they don't have a weapon. But if you give them a position over you, they're gonna insert it the same way because their weapon is yeah. I can fire you, boy. I can yeah. fire you. I, I experienced that two years ago, man, or three years ago. I wow. Oh wow. my God. Go ahead, the guy. You guys said, "Why you work on your doctor's degree?" Now, granted, I was head of the union, the teachers' union. He said, "Why are you working on a doctor's degree every time I go for an interview for another job? He's working on it so you can run the teachers' union." He was doing all kind of dirty stuff, like they were stealing money from the school. Uh, he was sexually harassing women. He was uh, harassing all the African American men on the campus. A lot of them were single, young black men. So if they found out he was dating somebody on campus, like somebody, they, like they would write him up. Uh, causing all kind of havoc and everything. And here I, they were coming to me as, as a union boss, and I was, I was, you know, helping them out. So what he did mm-hmm. was he hired a lady that he, he wanted to have a relationship with that was already engaged to be married, but he hired her, not not even meeting her, on the phone for Colorado and put her over us in the social studies department and, and over other black men that were supposed to have a job. Well, within two or three weeks of her having a job, she she and her kids was was having bad scores, and she said, I quit on the job, on that situation, and another African-American guy got the job. So for the rest of the year, he was harassing them. And so when she got ready, to, she had all special ed students, so all her scores were always low. At the end of school year for the STAR test, my scores came out to be 28% of my kids passed, and her scores came out to be 50-something kids passed. But all year long, she had 15% passing. I knew my scores were stolen because they took them out of the system for the district and put them into a, 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 a and I'm going to try to make a, short, a long story short, into an Excel chart. And the beginning of the school year, they said, we demote you from eighth grade to sixth grade because you had it 28% of your kids passed. I said, that wasn't my score. I said, but I can't prove it right now, but it wasn't my score. Well, then he had got to the principal. The principal was an African-American lady, but she was lazy. And, and see, that's what happens. They can find someone one of our own color and use them against us. Right. She didn't like to do a job. And so he did. He been he been AP since he was twenty three. He was about forty. He knew how to do the job. So he, she'd be lazy. So she looked the other way and let him do treat us any kind of way. And so she walked in and tried to evaluate me and write me a bad evaluation and sent it to me on a Friday evening. The moment I got it, I call, I called her boss. 
and detail everything he had did to me for the last two years, and she was going in, in sync with him. How they were saying that why was I why was I going for the doctor's degree to run the union? I said my scores have been stolen because I found out another the girl got a job in another school district. They met a friend of mine at the school, and a friend called me and said, "Listen, they said, look, we, Mr. Riggins is, is worn out and tired out there in, in spring. He's a uh, he's a uh, and uh, we we took his scores and gave it to me, so I get him a better job over here in Conroe." And and I, so I already heard it, but I just didn't have proof of it. So I said, listen, I, said, I heard my, I know my score's been stolen, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And she called, no, don't, don't. She called me on my phone. Don't be copy copying my boss. I said, no, you're in sync with him. He said, we'll send your scores and send let you see all the scores. Send me the Excel chart. Why do they do that? You can open up and you can move names around on an Excel chart. And they can move names around an Excel chart. And that right there, it showed that they moved my name around. For three weeks, that guy was red-faced. He wouldn't even talk to me. At the end of the three mm-hmm. weeks, we got a text early one morning in all caps. Said two, through two or three principals going to be out for the rest of the year. Mr. Riggins is going to be an administrative intern. He won't be in the class hall anymore. He could be a, he could be AP at a time they're out. They're trying to cover up, so I wouldn't tell the state on him. And sure enough, the lady got sick, went out on, on to get a surgery for six weeks. He took over the school. Me and him was I was an AP almost every day. But then it was time for a re, a re- uh, what they call reshuffle of the schools. They rezoned at the move teachers. He said I was one of the last one in, which I wasn't one of the last one in. Move me to another campus without me even knowing I was going to be moved. And the people of the district were like, why is he moving you? Are you upset about it? I said, yes, I am. I said, I'm just leaving alone. And um, they said, don't worry about it. You like it, the new campus. When I got to the new campus, all African-Americans were running it. They immediately put me to administrative. Uh, I worked as administrator basically, but I ain't even going to class. I have a class with other subs from my class. The next spring, the union said we got a complaint. Somebody's harassing from another campus, sexual harassment. It was him. It's full of sexual harassment case. They gave it to me. <laughs> I sent it to the state. Wow. Within one month, he was fired. He never saw wow. I, I put my hand on it. Because, see, when you, enemies close to you. They sent it to me. The young lady called me up and said, I've been written up 18 times this year, nine times in the last five days. It's because I don't want to do nothing with him. And I have an African-American boyfriend, and I'm, I'm, I'm Anglo, and I don't want to do nothing with him. He's bad with three kids. He got people calling me white trash and everything. He's writing me up. I said, it's all right, man. We'll send it to the legal state. We sent it to the legal uh, state of union, state legal lawyers. They sent it to the uh, Title IX lawyer in the, dist- in the district. One month later, they brought them all in all day long. At the end of the day, he had to clean out his office. I know he never saw my hand on it. But see, but that's what, what that's what you deal with all the time. You deal with you have to be you have to go stronger. You have to be smarter. Got to be got to go farther, just like they did with Obama. You got to do everything above and be a board. They still try to bring you down. But if God's on your side, you can, you know you you have your day with him, though. Absolutely. I tell you, I I've heard some stories tonight, and it, it just amazes me. Glass, I don't know about you, Simp. I don't know about you, but but I've heard Simp say the same thing. Even working working at the refinery out there, so. I know at my place it's the same way. So you're right, you're right, Stanford. We have to deal with racism wherever it's at, and we have to teach our kids how to deal with it because as, as any time that you're successful as being black, they will always find a way to pull you down. So I I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I'm at a loss for words because even though these incidents happen, it, it just shows you how close how close you are related to somebody that, that that's just maybe just one maybe Stanford didn't step on that curve or maybe 
they they put you in a position, um, Pastor Riggins, where where they set you up and 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 maybe took away your teacher's degree. Or Byron, they 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 did something that that they manipulated the whole system where where you where you couldn't get elected those thirty some years. You know, you listen to some stories of some people that's been through some things that's that's and did some stuff and. If if you notice, they all have substance substance about them and the things that the, the way that they went through life. So, I I I'm just blessed to have people here. I really am just to have people that 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 I call or I I, I can make a call and and get Stanford on. And you know, it's 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 there's something else out there. There's this that we can reach out to as brothers on this line. I know there's, there's some sisters out there, but I haven't. If, let me do this real quick, Glass and, and Sim. Hey, hey, run, run. Yeah, hey, but, but before, before you go there, go I know ahead, where you're go going. Ahead. But let, 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 yeah. No, just let me ask this question. Out of what Brother Stafford said, out of what Pastor Riggins said, out of what Simp has uh, regurgitated, out of what you said, out of what I've experienced, guess what? Not one person that's out there can label us as being angry at the other race because of what they've done. So this is what behooves me. If we wanted to take something, we would have took it back when when, when our forefathers was cooking in the house. They would have just paused. Uh So so this is why I don't understand the stinking thinking logic. And I said all that to say, hey, look, we just got to keep toiling. Whatever comes to us on each individual day, we just got to wake up knowing that we already got a strike against us. We just got to keep pushing forward. You can go ahead and bring them in, Ross. Yeah, the only thing, except did you have anything you want to add? Because you've been out there quiet for a minute, and I really don't. Yeah. I just want. No, I'm, I'm quiet for a reason. I, I just, I think it's not sad because what do you expect? We've been in, we've been dealing with this forever, man. I'm going to tell you like this. My dad was president of NAACP, so. I've been through a lot more than what people have. Cops have surrounded our house and told him, you know, he better get out the president stuff. And uh, I was a little kid, seen all this stuff happen. So then in the back seat when he was an officer, we got pulled over, and they tried to beat him up on side of the car. So I've seen it all for years before it even happened to me. I seen it happen to my dad. So it, it don't It's just some right. stuff that it's too far, bro. It's too far. And, and what, what are we going to do to stop it? As the president, as the president, a black president, white president, no matter who it is, nobody's stopping it yet. Until somebody yeah. stand up and say, hey, if you do this, you kill a black person, you're going to jail for 50 years, or you're going for life, they'll stop it. Somebody yeah. has to take action and stop it. Until they stop, that, stop it, hey, they're going to keep killing. They, 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 what was it, about a year ago, or glasses on wrong? They gave one of them 15 years to killing that black person. What is right. that? One person, 15 years, and we had three incidents in the last 24 hours. A white right. man calling the law exactly. on a black man. Come on, sir. Calling the law on a black man, but just walking in the road. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done, Ron. I just want to say what I have to say, bro. Yeah. Because, I, Ron, I, I think it would be good if you did switch it. Uh, Ron, you know it's about 855. P.M. Central Standard Time, you list the blog talk radio. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ron. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if there's anybody out there who wants to chime in, the only thing you have to do is press 1. I know I had somebody out there with, with the 111 numbers, and I, I'm kind of scared of those numbers <laughs> because 
I, I know that we have a good conversation going on, and I, and I don't feel like defending my position or telling you where my position is. I, I, some of the people that's on the line I know personally. But if you want to come in and you have anything that you want to add to the conversation or anything positive, even in this negative world, just press one and I'll let you in. I don't, I don't, I don't really see anybody pressing one except for that one, one, one number. And I, I, ain't, I, I'm, I'm not in on that one. So, y'all, control, we gonna continue this. Yeah, huh? Control our body. It's like a troll our body yeah. doing that. You remember back in the day, yes. Justin X and all those guys used to come out. They were bots. You know, we don't want yeah. the bots and the yeah. trolls in on that. Even they can go where they need. Yeah. To. Yeah, and, and so I've, I've learned, as they say, this is experience. We've learned, <laughs> and so what we do, we just don't let you in our conversation. You're not going to take away from what we what we got going here because we got people stressed pretty much across the United States. So go find you another show. Find one of them shows with a swastika hey, hey, Ron, on it or something and, and, and call it. Hey, Ron, and some of that stress that uh, Stafford talked about might come out too, man. Does he have a third of day? You know, sometimes, sometimes, man, you know, you, you have to make a joke and all of this seriousness because if you don't, uh, you, you'll find yourself going to bed worried, stressed out. Uh, you know, blood pressure kicking in, you know, and, and we don't need our uh, warriors to, you know, get on the battlefield and, you know, just crimp up. We we, we know what we're dealing with. Uh, we know what's out there. We just got to remain focused. That's why it's important uh, rather than us, uh, not us in general, but us, I mean, us here, but us in general, rather than us hating on each other, we, we need to go and shake each other's hand every morning. Just text somebody, hey, man, how you doing up there? I know you got to, you know, even from the latest. You know, our wives, you know, it's it's run. If we don't have a shoulder to lean on, hey, eventually it's something going to happen. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, you know the other thing to what you say, Glass, is that we, if we don't have like-minded people across America, it's, it's, something's definitely going to happen. And, and I, I got to go here with Pastor Riggins, if y'all, if y'all just allow me to. Pastor, I know where you're going. I know you're out there. <laughs> Pastor, I know you're out there, but I, I gotta ask you this, and, and here it is. Here's my question to you. I know, and, and I gotta clean this up in a way where I'm not putting myself in a position. Hold on, wait a minute. We got a call out there because I'm gonna save mine for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Glass, I'm gonna hold up on that because I know Pastor Reed's about to go off. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready for it, Pastor, yet. Come on, come on. Come I'm going to hold it for a little while. What, what's the but question, anyway, right? we got a call out there. Caller from the 314. I'm going to bring you into the show right now. I think I know who that is. I'm not for sure. Hello? Hello? I was wondering what she was going to say. It sounded like it was going to be interesting. Oh, it, but uh, Yeah. Come on in. Well, here's the thing. You know, people ain't going to be the same all across the country. There's going to be differences. As a matter of fact, there has been recognition that there's at least 11 different countries that you consider the United States as consistent. Uh, people in the far northeast have a different opinion of the death penalty than the people in the far southeast. 
But there's things going on that don't get no attention. And there's few things or one thing that go on seemingly people like to talk about. Now, of course, anytime a person loses their life, that's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. But, man, in Chicago, you had 49 shootings of which 10 people got killed. Mm. In St. Louis, you had 19 or 20 of which four got killed. Not to mention both. These are black people shooting and doing harm to other black people. And you had three black women standing on the corner trying to basically preach peace. And somebody drove by and shot all three of them. White folks didn't do that. And I know people are going to always come up with a rabbit in the hole and say, oh, here it is. This is what caused it. Well, come on. Mm-hmm. Until you admit to your own self deficiencies, how can you point out the deficiencies that's in other people? But anyway, that's the way the world goes around, right? Absolutely. Hey, hey, you know, you, you, hey, Rick. Hey, come, come, come on, come on, come on. See, there, I, see, I told you, didn't I? I see you guys. I Hold on, hold on just a minute. Everybody can't talk at the same time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on just a minute. Everybody can't talk at the same time. Pastor Riggs, you know I'm going to let you in. I'm going to say the last 20 minutes, and I'm going to let you have it after I ask this question. So, hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. But see, everything up, he's saying is true. No, everything he's saying is true. Black black folk are killing black folk. I, I just addressed this with somebody on Facebook. Black folk are killing black folk. But black folk are not killing black folk because they're black. They're killing each other because they're ignorant. That's, that's number one. Number two is this, is that when you set up a system from day one, when you set up a system from day one to divide and conquer, and you preach that over the years, over the years, over the years, and you set that system up so it can't be changed, what you start out with is what you produce in the end. So he, he, he's right. He, he's exactly right. But the issue that he's talking about, I think there are different places where you address that. So, see, he thought I was going to come on and jump. I'm not jumping on him. What I'm saying is that he's saying the same thing I'm saying. Black on black crime, well, not black on black crime. Black killing black is a killing just like a white person killing a black is a killing. But there's a distinctive difference that's there. So, yes, both of them should be addressed. And I think we do address them. I think we address them in a different way. However, I, I can't beat them up for telling the truth. But I, I think there's more to that truth than just saying, okay, well, the identifying factors that blacks are killing blacks. But the question is, why are they killing each other? Th- th- well, you know, you're absolutely well, right. Well, a human life is a human life. Both of y'all, both of y'all talk about it because we're going to sit back and listen. Y'all yeah, I'm going to tell him. Yeah, I'm going to tell him. It's what? It, which is it? Is it the action or is it the color of the skin? Uh, taking a life in the United States, in many countries, you taking a life. That's where the problem exists. Well, you committing a crime way. against the state, and you well, absolutely if, right. Well, but look, let's let's go back because remember, the white man said that a black person wasn't a full life; it was three fifths of a life. So it's the value of the person. Black folk are killing black folk out of ignorance. Out of uh, de- you know demoralization, of uh, uh, self hate, uh, or whatever. You're right. They are killing each other. 
And that should, that should have the same credibility from the black community as a black person being killed by a white. So and then it gets down to another point, too. And, and mm-hmm. actually, the three-fifths clause had to do with voting. It didn't have anything to do with whether the person was a human. But here's the thing. No, 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 no. People, no. It, it, had, it, had, it had exactly to do with that. It said that you was, you, you was three-fifths of a human. It had to do with the vote count for representation of a state, sir. Okay. But look, I don't want to argue but, on but, that. But, this is what I'm going to report. All right, you're right, then. You're right. You're absolutely right. It had to do about them being a human. All right, let's get off that argument. But uh, here's the the thing: is that uh, is it the is it the action or is it the color of the skin? Because if you say that this action is racist, this action is illegal. Well, it should be just as racist and illegal, no matter what the color of the skin is. You're exactly right, but why is it not illegal? Because a white man controls what's illegal and what's not. You see, you now now you talking this this hyperbole or, or this false sense of what reality. You know, I don't I don't know you. I don't know where you come from. But what I do know is, well, this, is that. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Your experience is totally different than mine. Yeah, you're right. We come from two ref- we come from two points of reference. That's why people support those of like value. When you say buy black, people no, no, are not no, no, going to no. just buy. I'm not saying right. you. I'm saying when it's when it's said, when it's promoted. When people promote that, they are being overbound because people are not going to do that. You don't support things that go against your interest. And I'm going to leave it with this. Ferguson, Missouri, which I know very well. Ferguson is a majority black town. In August of 2018, they reelected the long-term mayor that existed for a long time. The people did. And also, before Mike Brown, in 2014, the police department could have been changed any time that majority population in that city wanted to. You know why they didn't want it to? Because the blacks that were living in Ferguson are those who escaped and ran away from North St. Louis, which is immediately adjacent to St. Louis County. They was getting away from certain elements, and they wanted to do something different, which they did. And the way things were, it protected them, and they was okay with it. That's the reality. Thank you very much, sir. Hey man, it's good to hear from you, Glass. I know I know you recognize the voice right away. So I, I knew what was going to happen. This what this what gets me though. And, and, and again, what what he's saying is true. Okay, you take a majority black government. Okay, when it, when the smoke clear and the dust settles, there's somebody that's over that majority black government that controls what the end result is going to be. See, racism is about mm-hmm. power oppression and control, none of which the so-called minority has over the majority. So it, it, it doesn't matter if we had a, a, a black president. You see, a Barack Obama couldn't get a Supreme Court justice on there. Why? Because Mitch McConnell prevented him from doing it. Okay, you see Michael Jordan with all this money. You see Oprah Winfrey with all this money. But I can guarantee you this. It's only certain things that they're able to do. Why? Because at the end of the day, there's something above that that controls what can happen and what can't happen. And that's what the other side don't, uh, they don't really address. Okay, everybody's got a narrative. But here's the deal, Ron. If, if you and I disagree and your idea is better than mine, 
it doesn't matter what, mm-hmm. what my position is. If your idea is going to produce a better year than mine, I'm going to go with you. So it ain't all the way most of the time that you go with what you feel is, uh, you know, the, the, the narrative that, you know, that you support. That, that's, that's a bunch of bull. Hey, and, and Ron. Yeah. Let, let me, yeah. Let me let Riggins come in. Yeah, look, here's, here's what I got upset about and what I get upset about. We're focusing on what happened to the African-American guy and to Aubrey, to the guy that was in the park with the dog, the people in Houston. This guy comes on with another whole deal that we're not even talking about. That's like trying to hijack the show and say, look over here, look over here, look at this, look at this. This is different. <laughs> we're doing wrong with it. This is what I'm saying. That's not that's counterproductive to what we're trying to do. Yeah. That used to happen years ago, and every show we come on, don't come, whatever you, agenda you're pushing, push it on your own show. Whatever agenda you're pushing, bring it to somewhere else where that agenda is being pushed. We understand that black are killing black. We, we preach, I preach from the pulpit about black killing black. We we, 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 we mentor kids in the school because of black on black crime. We go through the neighborhood and we try to break up the fights and stop the games. We know this. But that's nothing to do with the power of the justice system allowing boys in blue, men in blue with the badge on to kill us and look the other way. It's another whole discussion, another topic. So to come right. on and bring all that to us, that's what I'm getting mad about because you, 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 it's every time got to be a diversion. Don't have a diversion. And, and, and then condescend them when you're talking, trying to tell us like, like, like you know so much about uh, – I, I could jump in that three-fifths deal because I, I teach history. It, it was it's two ways. Not only was it uh, three fifths of human being, but yes, it was by representation. So that what? So the slave owners can have just as much power as the non-slave owners. That makes exactly. it even worse. Exactly. See, so 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 you coming with a whole diversion when we talking about, what we talking about is trying to make sure our young our young black men and women can get home safe in the midst of this situation in which we're getting killed. He comes trying to talk about them killing one another. No, we're not talking about the ones killing one another. My son ain't killing nobody. Bear's daughter not killing anyone. A Sam's killing anyone. We're not talking about those. That's another whole show to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Come on, come on, come on, Sam. Come on, Sam. I'm just, you know what? I'm like, I'm like the pastor now. That's that's a whole other conversation that we know what's going on in our house. That's a different conversation. Um, I don't want to get distracted by that because I know killings are a matter of proximity. When you put a bunch of black folks in the same neighborhood uh, with a bunch of other ignorant folks that's trying to be selfish in their own uh, advancement, it's going to be some black-on-black crime. Just like to match, there's a lot of white-on-white crime. This probably is equal to black-on-black crime. It's the same way. Well, what we're talking about here today is across the board, not just in law enforcement, but in leadership. With people that you expect to know better, you hold them up to a higher standard. If I go to McDonald's and somebody get my order wrong, I look over at my wife and say, don't even get upset. We at McDonald's. But if I go to Ruth's mm-hmm. Street and somebody bring my food out cold, I got a problem because I'm going to pay $180 for this meal for two. I set a different level of service. That's what we're holding our professionals to. We're holding our professionals to another standard. You're there for the safety of the community. You've been taught this. Not the Negro in the neighborhood, not the 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 the, the underprivileged, 
When you're talking about the black-on-black crime that people ain't never been taught anything halfway finished school, I'm talking about people that know mm-hmm. better. And when you know better, Suppose you know better. better. You go to another level of expectation, especially when we're paying as a community, we're paying for your service. Um, so mm-hmm. that's a whole other conversation. I saw it. I'm grinning on the other end. Like, come on, man, don't distract us from getting down uh, to the to the – to the grid of some things that we can be proactive about in our own community. Um, so absolutely. Take over, Ron. Hey, you know but, what? But, but, but see, I, I knew the glass. I knew. I knew where glass was going to yeah. go as soon as I opened up hey, that Ron, line and I identified this voice. Oh yeah, because see, my, my mama always taught me to identify the food. Okay, and, 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 but, but, but that's what the master does. He, he always brings somebody in that looks like you to try to divert you from what you're doing. I, hey, look, I can do two things at one time. I can address this. I can address that. Hey, look, I, I, ain't, I don't bag down for no brawl. I, I, I'm not the type that you can punch, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not, I'm not going to punch back. Okay, and, and, and again, b- before we get off, run, he has some very valid points. I, I agree with uh, uh, 90% of what he said. It, it's how you go about doing it. But hey, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, because Pastor Riggins was ready to go, Glass is ready to go, and I just sit back. <laughs> sometimes you, sometimes hey, you just no, have hey, to take the low road. probably saying this. Yeah, yeah, because you did come in. I'm gonna say this again. We got about what time is it, Glass? You make the announcement and open it's, up it's the lines. If you want to come in, press one. Go ahead. At 9, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, you listen to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're discussing uh, some of the issues that's going on here tonight. Uh, once again, we always try to let everybody know we're not trying to be Michael Bazin, Tom Jonah, Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiler, none of those. We're having a casual conversation with some common men from the community trying to make a difference in the lives of those that we are surrounded by. Uh, if you're out there as a caller, you want to press 1, you can come in and join the conversation. Ron, I'll bring it back to you. Yeah, I know I call Yolanda out there. Yolanda, if you're out there, just, just press 1. Or anybody else that I called and, and I managed to get you on the line, if you, if you would like to come in, you're welcome. But listening to, to the conversation, I mean, just based on what we've been talking about tonight and other conversations that other people tried to bring into the into the narrative of what we're talking about, it just it just shows you that, that we we as a people have a long way to go. We have a long way to go, and we're we, we going to have to start taking it one step at a time or a little bit at a time because it's not going to change all at once, and, and it's, it's no miracle. It's no miracle that's going to come in. We're going we gonna to be on the air, Roland Martin or anybody else. We're we all going to get together <laughs> and, and voice our opinions because if, if that was the case, we would have changed, changed this thing a long time ago, but we have to take the, the approach of changing it a little bit at a time. And here at Blog Talk USA, we have one one motto that we stick by. If we just influence one person to do the right thing, that one right. person, we, we're okay. We're not trying to influence the masses. We're not trying to change your thought process. We're not trying to lead you down the road and, and, and not give you a place to turn off. What we're doing is trying to give you a voice where you can be heard. And and I think that means more to – go ahead, Glass. Listen no, up, that was listen Sim. Hey, Sim, come on in. I'm like this here, Ron. I'm like this here. If they would have came on TV, national TV, and said, 
Four people has been arrested for murder. That have been a different story. The David got on TV and said this lady has been arrested for falsifying documents or lying to the police. That's different. When the lady said the two dudes uh, drove her uh, buggy into the with the baby in it in the lake today, uh, they arrested her right on the spot. That's different. But what they do is they fire them, hide it for a few months. So we won't know what's going on with the case. And then come back later on and they got probation or they live, go to California and get a job somewhere else. They find him and he was a good cop. Put him to work in California. It happened. But wow. Yeah. The black cop that did the, the, the killing in, in Houston, he already in jail. He already in jail. Wow. The one that went in the wrong house, the black cop is in jail already. So right there, we let, that's letting you know. Uh, we 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 hadn't overcome yet. We're still back in the fifties, what the forties, or whatever you want to call it. Because when a man right. hit his head, something like that, or with a knee, and he started trying to tell you can't breathe, that, that that's that's treating somebody like an animal. If I'm wrong, let me know, and I'll get off the radio right now. But that right. is wrong. You got a knee. No, you nowhere in the world, nowhere in the world that you're wrong. But here here here's something I want to remind both of y'all and everybody that's on the radio. Now, we're talking about this lady that was in the park, and she was talking about this dog, and she got on the telephone to call this police, call the police on, on this guy. But didn't somebody take out a full-page ad in the New York, whatever the name of their paper, about these black guys that 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 were falsely accused of attacking this white woman? Didn't somebody take out an ad, a full-page ad? They paid for it. I'm just asking. I mean, I could be wrong. Oh, no, you're right on it. Because <laughs> it's no difference. Well, the point that I'm making, it's no difference in what he did than what that lady did today, falsely accusing this guy by calling the police and then falsely accusing these young men and taking their life away from, from them by running a full-page ad. So now you got everybody in the whole city fired up to get them. And years right. later, we find out that, that neither one of them were guilty of anything except being black. Sound like Emmett Till. You no, know, but Ron, uh, uh, we always think about black. Virus. But guess what? Even the virus, the virus is pointed at black too. So don't forget about the virus. These killings just a forty-two fake out to get you off that virus right now. But that virus still out there killing black. It's still killing black. Absolutely, uh, we haven't even got, got to that. Yet. Remember, Teresa got on the radio uh, about three weeks ago. If you and Glass remember, she got on the show and said that if you're black and don't have insurance, they're gonna push you in that one room back there. You get right. one pump and let you die. You ain't got no insurance, Glass. You heard what she said. Yeah, uh, that's bad. Your family don't know. Half of them going in there with the flu and end up dying. We don't know if it was, they suffocating them or what they doing to them. But she did tell you that. Look, when you go behind that door. No family there. It's only you. So that letting you know. Right. If you get that virus, <laughs> hey, you need to sit down somewhere and put a mask on. Because you get that virus, you go hey, behind hey, the doors. Your family ain't there to watch. They can kill you. Right. They can kill you, you. You know what, Ron? If we could, man, uh, you know, try to bring her back on. Uh, you know, we we had asked that we bring her and some of her colleagues on. Uh, you know, to kind of talk about this because uh, I think I saw earlier that in some areas they are either expecting a spike or there's a spike already. Uh, you know, uh, you know, on his way. You know, so I, I don't think we never need to forget about that conversation. 
Yeah, absolutely. One of the, uh, I think that was Simp's friend. Simp, if you can, if you can arrange that, we we would definitely appreciate that. And Stamp, yeah. I know we had my hey, my daughter-in-law on also, so I yeah. I don't I don't know how we talk, can go about doing. I'm not gonna talk much, Ron. I'm not gonna talk much. But I'm gonna tell you right now, it's still revolving around that orange man. I don't care what y'all say. All is revolving around that little orange man and all. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with either one of y'all. Amen. Amen. Amen, Sim. Come on. Come on. All right, Pastor Reeves. Let me hey, tell you hey, something. Hey, Ron. <laughs> you, you, hey, yeah. you know when, pa- when, when Pastor Riggins get aggressive, then you know uh, the conversation is uh, really off the mark because <laughs> he's, he's, he's one. Well, he, he's one, and I give him his credit. Uh, he rarely loses his composure, and I wish, uh, you know, that uh, the patience that he's got. That uh, you know, some of us had it. Uh, I mean, I, I give the guys credit. I, I mean, I've learned a lot from. Him. I'm, I'm glad to call him uh, a true friend. I'm glad to call you guys uh, a true friend. I'm, I'm glad that we're back doing what we set out to do six or seven years ago. Uh, I think everybody that uh, participates uh, can really understand that there may be a lot of passion that's going on. Uh, there's a lot of other things that's going on, and we need help. Uh, from all angles. So if there's somebody out there that would like to do a show, I mean, all they got to do is reach out to you. And uh, not a fact, uh, Ron, there was a lady who messaged me on my page, my end racism page, where uh, I think this black guy uh, was falsely uh, accused of something. And uh, they reached out to me and because uh, they, they wanted to come on the show. And I just told them that they need to get me that information back first and let us fact check it, uh, you know, before we actually stick our necks out there. So uh, I'm waiting on that info as well. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Glass. As a matter of fact, that story that we did that we did years ago is starting to come back up now that all this stuff is starting to resurface about that, right. that situation that we we handled and we found out that it wasn't true. So I'm gonna tell you right. one thing about it is that if you bring it to the show, we we may seem like mere 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 model, mortals here, but we gonna we gonna fact check. And verify that your story is true because you don't want to jump on board at everything. It's too much going on, and too many people jumping out and, and telling different stories, and then you find out that it's not true. We did that back in the day. We're not doing that no more. We got older hey, and wiser. Hey, Ron. Hey, and plus, you got a historian on here that ain't gonna let it happen. Pastor Riggins ain't gonna let it happen. Absolutely, Ron. Absolutely. So, can you hear me, Ron? I will say this. I will say this, uh, and, and Pastor Riggs, I'm, I'm gonna let you <laughs> let you do your Sim thing. Run, Sim trying to say something. I know, something. I know. Who? Sim. Sim. I'm Sim. Okay. Hey, Ron. Yes, sir. Can y'all hear me? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I just got yeah. Go ahead. Pastor Riggs got me don't. quiet. Uh, I got a text from my friend. He's saying, "Don't forget that uh, black officers get accused too of." Uh, with white people, you know, getting called in on too. So don't just think they don't be out there getting accused of stuff too, false false things. When they pull wow. white people over, they call in on them too. So he letting us know that, hey, they get accused of stuff too. Wow. And I can believe that. I, I know they got a hard life out there being a black police officer. Wow. That's another show, y'all. <laughs> That's another show. Oh, man. Hey, Glass. Um, I know I've been trying to get here, Pastor Riggins. Come on, come on, come on, and bring this home because you know how I feel about it, and you you know that the only thing that I'm saying is basically this: I'm gonna say what I gotta say, and then I'm gonna let you have it. 
I don't like a, 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 of all people a white person telling me that I ain't black. I don't care if it's joking or if it's serious. I, I just don't accept that because I know how much <laughs> suffering our people have done. So I, I, I know I got to vote for them, but I guarantee you <laughs> I'm going to vote for them holding my nose and I'm going to wipe off their shoe because I just stepped in some and I'm gonna keep on walking and vote to, vote for him. I'm gonna push that button, and I know you got a response, so I'm gonna let you have it right now. <laughs> well, Ron, I, I appreciate and I uh, respect your feelings. I only hope that once he's in office, he can do what we need him to do. For as going in and just like they had uh, Eric Holder in as a as a uh, DA, yeah. put somebody in as a DA. They can, um, I mean, Attorney General, I'm sorry. Attorney General, they can change a lot of this stuff, that he can help us get better health care, help us get some more respect, bring America back to respect, and he can prove it. He has four years to prove himself to get your vote the second time. Right now we're just trying to, we're just trying to come out, of, we're just trying to save America, to be honest, and save what we do have left of the African-American community by getting Trump out of there. So hold your nose, step in the boo-boo. Hey. Go ahead and vote for him I, 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 if that's how you feel. And I, and I respect that. Then I hope that he will earn your vote for the next time. That's only hey, Ron. That's all I can say. Yes, sir. Hey, Ron, now, now let me step in and mediate this. I, I know Ron well enough, and I know Pastor Reagan well enough. Ron is sitting there listening to this, but it ain't registered to him. Hey, <laughs> and, 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 and I, I, can't, I can't do nothing. Glad. Glad. Here's the reason why. I'm going to tell you the reason why it's not registered to me. Because we're going to be talking about the same police issue of people killing, black people getting killed by police officers, even when he gets in office. And and, yep. and it doesn't seem like he's going to change it because he's going to have to follow the same suit as, as, as every other president that's been up there. They other than Obama just step out and, and say something about it. But, you know, he's going to do the same thing. I mean, it's the same. I don't know how to say it other than this. It's the same smell. You but think we got to go out and vote and get him out of office and at least give him a chance. But he, but he worked with Obama. Hey, so it, might, it might be different because he did work with Obama, remember? See, it's not, like, it's not like he didn't work with Obama. That's the only thing that's kind of tilted, kind of gave me some hope that he might could do something different. But whatever, but, 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 but Pastor, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this, Pastor. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Didn't he vote to keep people in jail? When he part of that vote? In '96, yes. So okay, I, yep, I agree with you. I'm totally yeah, agree with you. Caucus, the Black Caucus was begging for them to do that because of, of of what was going on in Compton and Chicago, and the Black Caucus was begging them. You know, like uh, Boys in the Hood and. Do the right thing and juice and all that. They was killing each other. The Black Caucus begged them to do that, and that's something they they regret. They came to regret later. Right. They begged mm-hmm. the to put that uh, in place, and so they you. came back later and said, thank "I'm you. sorry, we shouldn't have done it." So, I, you know, none of us are perfect, man. But but Trump don't care. Mm-hmm. Trump Trump do Ron, 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 I'm gonna tell you like this, here, Ron. I'm gonna tell you like this, and I'm done. All the stuff Trump can say, it crazy stuff in the world. Biden say one thing, and everybody upset about it. I'm going to go against you on this one. I'm not upset. He told the truth. If you vote for Trump, you ain't black. And that's just point blank. You ain't black if you vote for Trump. So I'm not Well, I'm going to tell you like, like this. You can tell me that. You can tell me that, but he better not tell me that, or else he's going to get the same fight that I'm doing right now. Yeah, but you know what? Run. You're upset for no reason. He's coming from house boys. 
He feel like he's part of the black community. He feel like the black community put him, got him into this position. He's bothering about putting Thank black women vice president. He just got too comfortable. He just got so comfortable and he was, I like him to have a gal because I don't like him when he's too stiff. When he's too stiff, it make him look old and senile. I want him to say something crazy because Trump is crazy. That's, that's just me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, glass, glass, The only yeah. thing I can say to all of this is I hope y'all don't get him up on the debate stage because he might have a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Hey Ron Ron we're going to take Yo, you man. to the VA <laughs> Hey Pastor Richard Can you say a prayer for Ron before I take you to the VA <laughs> I'm going to say a prayer for all of us man we all need, I was going to pray anyway Because I was listening to the Brandon Johnson show the other night He was talking about how he went through that COVID-19 but my phone was acting up like my phone was acting up tonight. I had to put you on speakerphone for I can hear. I got to get a new phone. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hear everything he was saying, but he was talking. He was talking about how bad it was, man. I, I said, man, next time I come back, I'm gonna pray for all of us. Now, because there's some people, family members who went through what he went through, and some people, have, you know, yeah, family members yeah. died. Yeah, and, and, and listen to Brandon. You're absolutely right, Pastor Riggins. To listen to Brandon and 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 just kind of, if you go out there and you want you want to find out what it feels like to be in COVID nine have COVID nineteen. Brandon was in his hospital bed, and he didn't know if he was gonna come out of it. So you go out there and you check out Brandon Johnson. He actually he'll be on the radio tomorrow night, right, Glass? He, he's coming on tomorrow night. I think it's tomorrow. He's coming on Blog Talk yeah. USA. But he actually yeah. had COVID-19. He has two kids in his house. He has two kids and a wife. And he had to quarantine himself after he even came out of the hospital, out of ICU. So it's, it's, right. I'm telling you, this stuff is real. Whatever you're doing, yeah. tell your kids. I don't care where you're at, what part of the country so you're in, it's real. One nurse. He got Come so on, bad, he only remember one nurse. You know? He only one nurse, and it said one nurse, one African American nurse came there, and minute by minute she worked on. So all other nurses didn't even see like they was concerned. That's the only nurse he can remember, and he said he didn't know he was gonna even come out of that thing, man. That that that's scary, brother. That's scary. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Come on, last. We got about we got about one minute. I'm gonna give it to you and let you close this out. I was just saying I've had about five people to personally go through it, and uh, you know, said the same thing that they wouldn't want nobody to have it. One had. Uh, hallucination that uh, you know twelve thirty at night that he was not going to make it, so he he just didn't uh, you know feel right. Said, man, if you can stay away, stay away. If you can stay, I'll stay in the house, and we can get us to uh, come together. Uh, what I'll do is, Pastor Riggins, uh, run if you don't mind. Uh, Pastor Riggins, give us about uh, 30, 30, 45 second uh, closing prayer, and we'll just let it uh, you know uh, log out like that. You've been listening to Blog Talk USA uh, about nine twenty eight p.m. Central Standard Blog Talk USA. Father, we thank this opportunity to pray with my brothers, Lord God, and sisters on this line. We are all from different backgrounds. We all have different experiences. We're all headed to the same place, Father, and that's for a place of justice and peace. Lord God, a place, Lord God, that we can feel safe in our own community, our own country in which we were born in, and we, Lord God, we belong to. Then, Lord God, not only, Lord God, we want to get to that place, we also want to pray for those who are sick, Lord God, with the COVID-19, those who are family members who are sick, and those who are grieving for those who died from it, Lord God. You didn't bring this pandemic, Lord God, and we don't have to panic because our faith is in you. But we also don't know that faith without works is dead. So let's go out and do the work that you call us to do while it's day, because when night comes, no man can work. Let's work, Lord God, in the streets. Let's work in the, uh, in, uh, over the computer. Let's work in our homes. Let's work, Lord God, in our schools, work in our jobs, work in our community. 
our city, our world. May we impact it for the good. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Good night, everybody. I ain't nothing else you can say after the end. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.